Once again, and happy summer, audiences! Welcome back to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and Dan, you let those boys go on the podcast, and you knew there was a shark in the water. <laughs> well, as he just said, I'm I'm your other host, Dan Ryan, here to assure you that your rate limit is never exceeded when it comes to fun. Uh, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Twitter went to hell <laughs> yeah, on our little vacation. Yeah. And uh, just to give you a peek behind the kimono, as we often do, we're recording episodes back to back to back to back to back. Yes. Um, this week, because we're, we have the time. We do. So if our news seems a little behind schedule, eventually we'll catch up again. But we will be commenting on events as they happen. Yes. So yeah. expect a little slow news segment segments for like the past, the next like four or so episodes, but we'll catch up eventually. Of course, yeah. as we always do. Uh, speaking of news, Dan, any news to share? I have none. Um, well, uh, of course, Anime Expo was this oh, past yeah. weekend, yeah, as of this recording. I just glossed that over. The The merch was, was coming in hot. Yep. Uh, I happened, uh, one thing that caught my eye was that giant hybrid form Kaido figure that's coming out, because mm-hmm. they, they got my number. They're like, oh, we're gonna make some, you know... Oh, look, here's Yamato's figure. He's looking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who else could they possibly make? And sure enough, it's a giant as fuck Kaido in hybrid form yep. to scale with the others. Yep. Um, and then we got that Gorin Logan figure. We do. That looks pretty pretty neat. We do. We got I'm pretty... some Pantheon stocking uh, figures coming their way. I believe we got a Promare, yeah. the mech from the yep. end of that yep. announced. Yeah. Uh, a lot of shit announced. Mm-hmm. Lots of Nendoroids, lots of uh, figure arts, <laughs> lots of uh, everything mm-hmm. is coming. So, yeah. And not a penny to go around, no. it seems. <laughs> no, broke as can be, but we'll yes. keep dreaming. Because you know, they're what we love. Yes. The figures. Um, aside from that, uh, talking about Panty and Stocking, mm-hmm. new Panty and Stocking series. Of course. It's coming. We got a teaser. Looks great. Trigger's uh, taking care of it as they do. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be fun. Awesome. We will be watching that. Maybe we'll go back to old Panty and Stocking, all of that one Halloween episode we did. Yes. Um, Gladly. Yeah. I always love that series. Yeah, no, of course. I just wonder if they're going to stop off where, uh, or start off where the series ended, the first season ended. Because oh. it ended at like a... A schism between panty and stocking. Well, that's true. I guess, but Trigger is pretty reliable. Mm-hmm. So if they're taking it over, they probably know what fans' expectations. And even if are. they just like reference, like, "Oh, we got over that," yeah, <laughs> then yeah. just jump right back. It'd also the action. be funny. Yeah. yeah. So they could do either or. Um, I think there's another anime. I forget what it's called. I was looking at the the Twitter sphere yesterday for you know my one of six hundred tweets a day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's called like delicious dungeon or something yes it's like about going into dungeon and cooking things feels very breath of the wild-esque i feel like i've heard of that yeah. and seen some stuff there there is some interesting things coming i should have done my due diligence and researched their names but mm. there i i do think we have a lot on the horizon yeah i know we got i think we got more info about jujitsu kaisen <laughs> oh season two yes. yes yes um so we got a lot of stuff on the horizon mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and in terms of what's dominating the discussion, Spy Family is really, you know, catching fire. They got a movie coming, don't they? They do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, inevitably, we're going to be sampling that anime here, because uh, mm. I would like you to check that out. Yes. Um, but no, there was all kinds of things. There was, they had that, uh, at, at Anime Expo, they had that gigantic, uh, Kurama from oh, yes, uh, yes. from Naruto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was like life sized with a little sign that says, "Please do Don't not climb him. on him." Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was, it was crazy stuff. Mm. Yeah. yeah, anime all around. But uh, that's it. Aside from my one big thing, anything you wish to share? Um. Well, I do have one sort of thing that'll be the end cap for this new segment. Okay. I, we don't no tangent today. Right. It's a yeah. pretty casual episode. Yeah, of course, I I am busy as a bee working on that art. <laughs> yes. uh, but I've had inspiration striking, so I've gone back and like mm. altered some things. Yeah. But I'm gonna have more art to post shortly. I guess I'll discuss my romp through Zelda then. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I've done some Zelda work. I'm getting. I'm at 600 Korok seeds. Mm. So- I've been making quite a dent in them. Like three times. Just going around that. Me. Still haven't touched the depths aside from the, the preliminary quests. Mm-hmm. So I have all that. I've been doing some stuff in the air and uh, I got to my first story beat. I cleared up all of here, cleared out all of Hebra and went to the Wind Temple. Mm-hmm. So we could discuss that if you wish. One one fifth of the story, apparently. Very happily. Again, yep. to recap to our listeners, if they, uh, in terms of comparison to you, mm-hmm. I. I'm not nearly as completionist so well, far. No, it's OCD, Dad, you see. <laughs> um, I intend to, though, because I did that in Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. so I intend to do that here. Oh, I didn't. I just love this game, so I think I'm going to do it here. No, I, I, I'm loving it, too, uh, but I am cleared through all of the dungeons and memories and under... Mm-hmm. Like, not all the underground stuff. I still have a, a section of the depths, few sections left to fully explore, but mm-hmm. I've, I've covered all the story beats involved therein so now i think it's just a matter of uh settling some stuff before i could trigger the final confrontation with beefy boy mm-hmm. um but i have not nearly found as many koroks <laughs> and i'm probably you said there was 150 shrines right around there i think yeah 152 so i got like 40 more of those to go mm. so which which makes me happy because mm-hmm. i like finding that shit yeah um, i like when it's a raru's blessing and you just walk in you're like get into shrine get into the shrine was half the job get some free swag <laughs> yeah. a diamond um but like that's what i that's what i've been doing is going around and just completing all of the little side quests mm-hmm. and stuff that i hadn't like the little because usually they lead to shrines sometimes. Like, I finally freed the village from the pirates. Oh, okay, that's um, on my list. I'm, like, in that general area, and then heading north to Goron City. But there's... Where you will be taking part in my favorite I main arc expect of, this, no less, of this game. But yeah. Truly, so you gotta Just keep so me posted. Just so I get one step closer to that womanizing Zora that I have to take down that hussy. Yes. That took my man. <laughs> yes, um, but the... Uh, oh, well, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. But... 
Yeah, so you're coming up on one of my favorite parts, but yeah, so, okay, so Wind Temple. Wind Temple, uh, you know, the Wind Temple designs in these series have been some of my favorite, you know, that's the element that I identify the most with. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like the airy, breezy, beautiful cover girl moments that it provides for us, mm-hmm. a la Makar and such. Uh, I do like the Rito, I think that they get kind of, I feel like a short end of the stick in this, yeah. being that they're all off to separate ways. I think that the, the, um... Oh my gosh, Tears of the Kingdom cast, the team, the development team, was like, oh, we're going to take, like, the world's troubles and put them into this Vigi game. Mm-hmm. So, like, every region has to do with, like, some form of calamity or pollution mm-hmm. or uh, temperatures going awry over there so far that I've seen. I don't know about those Gorons. I know they have red shining eyes and that's it. So. The Gorons are dealing with a social issue. Oh, so. oh mm-hmm. boy. No. The star-bellied sneeches over mm-hmm. there, I assume. But, um... I think it was just the kids that were at home, and then I met Torin, who was cool, mm-hmm. and he's, like, all grown up three years later, whatever. It was fun having someone fight alongside you as you, like, getting to the temple was actually better than the temple itself. Yeah. It it felt a little like, oh, we took the, uh, the beasts from the first game, and we made it a little bit more broad. Yes. A little more dungeon-like, and I was like, oh, it's still, you have to find five things, turn five turbines. Yeah. And face the boss. But what is Zelda doing there? I don't know. I don't know if that is Zelda, but she's popping up. And generally, the temples do all follow a similar pattern where mm-hmm. you kind of have, a, like, a, a complex yeah. layout in front of yeah. you and you have to solve a series of puzzles to keep advancing through them to activate, like, four or five things. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that, for the most part, they all do it in a creative enough fashion yeah. that it, it like, the, like, the fire temple... And the Water Temple are two, like, similar setups, but they're both very, very distinct. Mm -hmm. Like, when you get to those ones, like, one will feel very, you know, closed off and like, okay, where do I go from here? And then the other one will feel very open, but, like, deceptively simple. So Mm -hmm. you gotta, like, figure out what it is you're doing with these puzzles here, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. But they all have a very different vibe to them. Yes. Um, even if, like, the, the the puzzle structure is a little similar. Yeah. And um, the boss looked great, but mm-hmm. went down with a sneeze. You had a yeah, shattered like ice. <laughs> Gotta ground pound his segments. Yeah. I did like it. <laughs> so he's it nothing like, but holes. Oh, whatever, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Which is good. To, and it's good to have the bosses back. Mm-hmm. Um, that aren't just Calamity Ganon clones. Yeah. And, and they are creative in this one. You'll you'll see as you keep going. They are at the very least like um, you know the type of Zelda bosses that we've come to know and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I I really I agree with you. I really liked the bouncing boat <laughs> leading up to yes. the the big ship. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only assume the Goron some sort of a minecart adventure that I'll have to go on. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, I said Dan would have it no other way. Oh yeah. But yeah. it, it was it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was. If anything, the the stuff on that on the Wind Temple was the one that frustrated me the most. Wow! So I would say that that it should be a fairly smooth ride from here on out. Good. Uh, in terms of the gimmicks that you have to adhere to for mm-hmm. the other ones. Okay. Yeah. All right. But excellent game. Good. 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 Um, I'm only playing it because I have to get to Final Fantasy 16 before mm-hmm. you know. I haven't touched it since, but it's on here, my desk over here, ready to be played. Well, that that was my next news oh segment. Oh boy, here we go. Well, I've been yeah. I've been playing Final Fantasy sixteen, <laughs> and you saw I that am... Claude is like the internet's new hottie. He is, yeah. uh, even Clive, whatever, <laughs> baby girl, or Sid, <laughs> or Sid, yeah, uh, or uh, anyone, uh, Benedicta. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I love it. Mm. I really do. I know that it's prompted some discourse online, and I don't know if, like, when we first talked about it, I think last week, mm. uh, if I didn't sound, you know, too sweet on it. I don't you know, think like you I did. Was... I, think, I think you said you enjoyed it. But, you know, now I, I can firmly say that I am, I am loving this game so far. Mm. It is, uh, yeah, obviously, it's very different from 15, but... I love the Goober cast, I love the, the drama that's unfolding between these kingdoms and these people's, like, past histories together. I love how the, the icons are, are integrated into the story and the icon fights. Mm-hmm. I was telling my brother that if some large-scale kaiju game <laughs> was ever made, the you fighting system... Like this, yeah. yeah, with these... these... Not Godzilla all-out monster attack or whatever? Well, I would I would never <laughs> stub my eye, nose yeah. at a remake yeah. of that. But if they if there was a new system in place to do that, um, the, the the icon battles in this do a really good job of conveying that sense of scale. Mm-hmm. And I think if you built a game up from that with a little more complexity in terms of the controls and stuff, mm-hmm. you'd probably have a very very good kaiju game. Yeah, yeah. But we can only dream. But I find myself invested in the plot, mm-hmm. and I know that. I know that, again, it has prompted a lot of discussion online as to whether or not this feels like true Final Fantasy, or whether or not it's... I don't know why they're saying that, though. I I don't either. I just don't understand. Like, because there was a car that flew in the last one, we can't go backwards for a spell? Well, it's... I I don't even know if it's comparisons to 15, because half the time people are still fighting about whether or not they hate 15, but it's like... I don't, like, people were just saying, oh, it's because you don't, like, your cast of characters doesn't stay with you, but it's like, you know, Clive (laughs) is obviously the protagonist, and he's, like, doing what he needs to do, um, and the cast changes because Mm of that. Yeah. But it's got all the tropes in there. There's a Moogle, there's crystals, (laughs) there's, you know, yeah, there's a Moogle, he chills out in your main base, he goes Koopa. Square Enix sells him for $40 a pop. Yeah. And, you know, I was tempted to buy, but I didn't. So it's, it's, like, the pieces are there, and, I mean, I suppose that, that one thing I can, I can see is that if you're playing something like this alongside something like Tears of the Kingdom, or even something like, dare I say, Cyberpunk or whatever... Mm. They're not, like, the same type of game. No. Like, you're not... Like, I'm loving 16 because it's the first thing I've played in a while that is just very focused. Good. Like, it's like, I Good. just... I go through it. That's I, what I expected of it, yeah. I get the shit I need. There's some alternate routes, I think, that I've, like, detected that, that I haven't checked out yet that you can, like, go back to once you have something else unlocked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, But at, at this time, at my <laughs> That's age... What we need. I uh, you know I'm yeah. fine with it's it if I it's miss. just like if it's a, if like if it's a straightforward kind of uh you know God of War remake mm-hmm. setup simply because and again this is purely subjective I haven't played anything like that in a, in a while. while yeah it's all been open world exploration which yeah. is getting a little tiring for me because every game is so big which isn't which is not like in any of the cases that we've brought up like none of it was a bad thing. No. Elden Ring yeah. is one of my favorite mm-hmm. games even if I still suck at it. Yeah. I it was still it remains one of my favorite games. Mm-hmm. Um because it was a very different take on like the Souls setup, mm-hmm. but even then I I was still sometimes returning to like Demon Souls and stuff and I'm like all right, I like this too. I like the straightforward, you know, keep moving, unlock shortcuts as needed. Yeah whatever type thing, and 
Final Fantasy 16 feels like a, a really good blend of that. Like mm. there is, oh, like there is things that will prompt you to go back to areas you've already explored. Mm-hmm. It does feel like the enemies become more challenging the further you go in. So it's like even if you go back to a previous route or something, mm-hmm. I think the enemies will still challenge you somewhat. Um, I, like in terms of side quests and things like that. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of things that you can kind of play with in this game. Like, you can choose different icon combos. You can, if you need one of those items, you can equip one and take off another to, to, to challenge yourself, however you see fit. Mm. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm... This was very much the type of game that I needed at the moment. Mm-hmm. Even if it doesn't have, like... The depth doesn't seem to be in the exploration. The depth is in the lore, which is, like dense and again they have like that active time lore system in there that is you know that i have to nervously press every time a new character shows up so i can read the lore yeah and how they're interconnected yeah, and even I like though i that. know who they are yeah and i can watch it but you know that little tivo pops up in the corner yeah hmm. hey, um i'm looking forward to it i've got like 80 other games to play but it's second on my list well, speaking of, if I can change gears slightly, <sighs> yeah. did you try the Pikmin 4 demo? I did not, and I did not have the time. I know that Pikmin is now retconned. Nintendo doesn't care about continuity anymore. It is. <laughs> yeah. um, that's all I know about. John Farouk has been silent, so I worry for his health Ooh, and he's... safety. He's stewing. He's upset. He's going to be seething. He has not messaged me since the mint chip fiasco. It's so... changing the timeline. It, so... yeah, I don't know if that sent him over the edge, but this certainly, you know, yeah. put a dent in there. Uh, but it looks nice. <laughs> it does. It no. I I've been playing the demo. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. You can make your custom little goober who's with the rescue rangers, and then not, you got not many options though, huh? No, <laughs> certainly not. Um, I went with big guy. <laughs> but we know. Yeah. The wow, what a shock! But you know, you got with you, big one. You got Ochi. You know who is your Everyone's rescue favorite pup. dog thing. You know, he carries your Pikmins for you, and, you know, all the all the variants are there. Um, I really probably need to go back and play Pikmin 3. Pikmin 2? Pikmin 2 is the fan oh, well, favorite. I'm playing Pikmin 2 also. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm in the middle okay. of that right okay. now. Okay, but right. but uh, Pikmin 3, I I don't think I gave it a fair enough shot. But, mm. but Pikmin 4 so far, I'm liking it. <laughs> Instead of, like, finding stuff for juice, you're finding... <laughs> Treasures. Sparkly treasures yeah. that power your Rescue Rangers ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so very chill. So, you know, a similar setup to 2 and 3. Yeah. Uh, but seemingly emphasizing, like, the adventure and getting your team back together and then finding Olimar, who's mm-hmm. mysteriously Yeah, vanished. something's up with him, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, very foreboding. Yeah. Um... But yeah, nothing bad to report so far. No. Olimar also has his own dog in his flashback, so yeah. he has he has big dog. Mm-hmm. But who knows what'll become of that? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. If we are out of news, <laughs> yeah, that's it. I um, we we had a a confrontation last week, you did, and I. Did we? That that uh, that that really stayed with me. So I decided to go and 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 find answers. Yeah. 
we, we were discussing Grimace. Oh, yeah. Now because, I'm the master of the Grimace lore. Because the Grimace shake, mm-hmm. obviously, oh. we never, I don't know if we ever addressed it on the pod, but it was take, it's taken the yeah. world by storm. Yeah, and we uh, did that. Yeah. And, and, and you know, uh, we've, we've both been enjoying those Grimace shakes. I wouldn't say enjoy. I, I would say, say I enjoy. say there's like an undertaste that leaves something bitter in the mouth over it. Well, I mean, it, 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 it. I don't know if that's a grimace chunk that was in mine. It could be like a Last Crusade thing, where if you drink it and you yeah. find yourself wanting, then it's it, you know it, mm. it, it tastes more bitter. I but think it, you're a simple man, pleased by simple things. But we we had a disagreement over whether or not it was uh, good. <laughs> grimace was a rotten chicken nugget. He's a moldy chick. I didn't say rotten. I said moldy chicken nugget. Or uh, or, or what I said, a taste bud. He's not a taste bud, Dan. And we had this disagreement, and <laughs> I was dumb. I was stewing on it, and I'm like, there's no way that a fast food company would put a rotten piece of food, or moldy piece mm. of food, as their one of their mascots. I've got a whole explanation behind this, so I'm ready to hear your so debate. So I, yeah. I looked into it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and as far as any of the scholars in terms of Grimace online have been able to determine... Yeah, right, who? Originally, Grimace appeared as a pair of purple hands who would steal <laughs> Stop. Stop. No. your McDonald's TM milkshake no, no, no. while you Don't weren't looking. Yeah. Or alternatively, if you didn't have a milkshake, he would steal your Coke TM Classic from mm-hmm. you while you were eating your McDonald's, yeah. and the Hamburglar would burgle your food. Yeah. So, so Grimace would steal your beverages, Hamburglar would steal your food. I don't think that's stuck. And surprisingly... So, yeah. Birdie the early bird is the patron saint. She is the icon of breakfast food, which I was never aware of. I mean, I didn't know that. I just know about Grimace. But then Grimace, similar to Anguirus from Godzilla, Mm -hmm. was then repurposed into a cartoony friend of Ronald McDonald. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that seems to be maintained is his connection, his spiritual connection to Shakes. I don't uh, believe that because he's an Irish Catholic. First off, <laughs> well, he has an Irish relative. He's who, Irish Catholic who shows up bearing the 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 shamrock yeah, shake. Yeah, that's fine, Uncle O'Grimacy. We all know. We're all so aware of him. Presumably, his species has some kind of connection to shakes. Yeah. Jesus taught them how. Yes, seeing as how his birthday is celebrated. I wouldn't uh, agree with a shake, though. I did learn that his mother's name is Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, and he has he has two wine ants, too. <laughs> like, and I said, this lore is great. I love this. But I wouldn't associate him with shakes. He has a moldy chicken nugget, and it just popped out of the bottle, but that's fine. Ooh, that's um, <laughs> a little ominous sign. We're talking about Grimace. He hears us. But he's a moldy chicken nugget, Dan. There's no doubt in my mind that McDonald's was like... We're going to make food spoiling bad because our food, a la Super Size Me, never goes bad due to the all preservatives that are inside of it. Well, be that as it may, Mm -hmm. the only, apparently, the only official weighing in on this was like a tweet in 2014 from the Twitter, uh, McDonald's Oh, you did your research, did you? (laughs) Where he said... Where the person, whoever was running the account that day, was like, oh, he might be related to milkshakes or taste buds. He's not a taste bud, Dan. He's, uh, he's, I, I am not, like, canonizing him as that. (laughs) I'm just saying he's canonically a nondescript kaiju who steals people's milkshakes. I've never seen him steal. If you don't drink it fast enough. You're really judging Grimace. I've never seen him steal. He did steal. Originally, he was the evil Grimace. And then he was repurposed into Ronald's Just because he's named Grimace, Dan, doesn't mean that you can judge him. But now he's probably Grimace because he drinks the shakes too fast and it makes him him a frowny face. So that's, yeah. yeah. So, 
you know, believe whatever you want to believe. Audience. I think he's a molded chicken nugget. <laughs> and I think I stand sound by that theory. I say he's the icon of shakes. And that's, uh, yeah. you know, the that seems to be him and his variants. That's what seems to be the case. But yeah, that's, I wanted to bring that up. I've watched all those McDonald's cartoon VHSs mm-hmm. quite recently, mind you. And none of that came up. <laughs> So, just so you're aware. Well, I think he was already a good guy by then. Yeah, well, you know, maybe go back to his seedy past, apparently. He stole everything. Yeah. Yeah. He was a big parrot. He had four arms, too. Well, what happened to them? I don't know, but I am concerned about what's going to happen to Vash the Stampede. Oh, thank God. On today's finale of (laughs) Trigun. Just waiting for that. Anyways. Take it away. Yeah. The Trigun finale today. Woohoo, we're celebrating it in July. Where the town of July exploded, so mm-hmm. it's a perfect connection, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, we're resuming, finishing Trigun off today. A recap on what we watched last. Uh, Vash left to soul search and live with a surrogate family before realizing he must confront knives to hold true to Ren's wish and protect the people of Gunsmoke, the planet they crash landed upon. Uh, the gung-ho guns attacked a seed ship, and despite Vash and Wolfwood's attempts to keep them in the stratosphere, they all came crashing down. Wolfwood has some sort of seedy pass connected with the gung-ho guns that are like, hmm, every time someone speaks, he mm-hmm. shuts them up before he can finish the sentence or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Marilyn Millie uh, braved a typhoon to get back to Vash. Right. And uh, I will say this series is going to wrap up really quick. Mm-hmm. That last episode just blazes by. We get these three that serve as basically a prelude to that final one. Mm-hmm. And... Then the series is over for now. I mean, we do have the remake of the movie and such, but we'll be bidding adieu to Trigon for a while. Of course. Um, any initial thoughts before we get into it? I mean, obviously, due to its length, this it feels like this series has flown by. Yeah. Like and my I, next one's going to be only two episodes, Dan. So, I, I mean... And you haven't finished one. <laughs> that's true. Um, that was promised. Trigon uh, is... It's fantastic. Fantastic mm. anime. Um, but it, it just really feels like, I don't know, it feels like I've, like, known these characters longer, but really it's only this stretch of time here. Um, I think it just speaks to, like, they're all, the the, the main, like, heroes are very likable, the setting kind of lends itself to having, like, adventures, you know, kind of on a loop for a while, Mm -hmm. and... I don't know. I really don't know what to expect. Aside from some closure in terms of Vash and his brother, but yeah. I don't know what else to think. Yeah, there'll yeah. certainly be some closure occurring, mm-hmm. but not in the way you might think. Mm-hmm. Um, it keeps us surprised until the final episode, I feel. Mm-hmm. And what if the love relationships, you know, Wolfwood and uh, Millie and Merrill and Vash? I do root for those pairings. Mm-hmm. Sincerely, I do. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I don't know if you're... If you're teasing me we because something tragic hearts? might happen. Yeah, you know. <laughs> what do you mean? Every anime is suggests nothing tragic happens, Dan. If they gotta go back to their insurance jobs. And, <laughs> yeah, that, so. That's the biggest tragedy of all. Yeah. yeah. Well, without further ado, let's get into today's episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan and I are interlocking angel arms at one another. And, you know, it's steadfast. It, it, uh, okay. We're yeah. in a gun-smoking standoff. Let me just grab a milkshake real quick. Mm, moldy chicken nugget is all I have to say. Rivers. <laughs>
Welcome back to Anime Was Not a Mistake, uh, where we resumed and finished the anime series that is Trigun. Yes. Um, and all I have to say, Dan, is you're going to shoot at me again! <laughs> <laughs> what did I even do? I don't know. <laughs> you're aiming that gun somewhere, and Daniel, what did you think? First of all, I, I did love this anime. Mm -hmm. So that, that goes without saying. Dealing with a lot of brother issues, are you? Dealing with a lot of brother issues. Mm -hmm. uh, so it does, you know, does make me feel in that regard. But, okay, so so as we've been discussing this in the build-up to it, you have talked about the sense that you get that it brings things to a close very quickly. Yes. And that is not unheard of for, like, these one to two core anime that we grew up watching. Like, mm -hmm. they hit that 26 to 27 episode mark. Yeah. And the budget it, ran out. Even if there wasn't, like, a finale in, in you know, in process already, it would suddenly, suddenly rush there. Like, again, like, a lot of stuff that we watched and we will watch on this podcast probably oh, fall yeah. into that. My next series fully rushed into you know, I always remember Zoids, like I would watch Zoids on repeat when it was airing on Toonami, and then suddenly the final three tournament with Berserk Fury kicks in, and it's like, oh shit. Um, so it does, the end does feel very quick. Mm -hmm. And you were, I don't want to speak out of turn, you were joking that like, oh, maybe the budget kind of no, it, ran it, dry it here. it did run dry. Okay. Like, they had no more money for episodes, Dan. Um, but, yeah, it, it, and also, while I like Knives Chow, not gonna, <laughs> not gonna shit on him, we, we were both kind of discussing that Legato seems... Like the bigger bad. Yeah. Yeah. And that's in the newer series. He's introduced first again, he gets a little bit more, uh, to do with Wolfwood's backstory there. Okay. So, I would highly recommend checking that out if we don't do on the podcast at mm -hmm. some point. Maybe I'll bring the Trigun movie in the new series. Um, I did enjoy it mm -hmm. while watching it, and, you know, I'll get to my favorite boy, Wolfwood. But especially, yeah, it, it felt a little rushed, and it was beyond its time, because they didn't realize the popularity that this series was going to get. Okay, of course, yeah. 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 But very good. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad. Uh, so with that, shall we get into our last four episodes of Trigun? Yes. Um, so we begin episode 23, Paradise, with some Wolfwood backstory. Mm -hmm. Very interesting that he was reared by, like, a a um, very abusive guardian. Mm -hmm. And he said, like, oh, he picked up his first gun at the age of seven. He shot and killed this guardian. And then that was that. Yeah. Yeah. He became a killer ever since then. Uh, simple, and it only took one bullet to do so. One yes. pull of the trigger. And then is this when Chapel takes him under his wing? Yeah, so here he was raised by a tall man eating an apple. This is a vicious cycle. It's Chapel the Evergreen, who Dan was like, he's cool. He is cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know, Dan. All the gung-ho guns are cool, but don't expect yeah, any backstory for any of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll be around for one or half an episode. Knives gathered that he put out, like, a wanted ad. and then No, he <laughs> just had, like, his hot buddy, like, recuperating in the tank, and everyone showed up. They were like, oh, all right, sure, why not? Uh, but this is another gung-ho gun. Uh, humans are sometimes driven to become the devil themselves. Uh, Wolf Ward started his own orphanage, which is a bigger point in, like, the new series. Mm -hmm. Like, he grows up at this orphanage, and apparently, like, that's what Legato and Knives are using to, like, train new gung-ho guns. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's a very Dan trope. Maybe he'll like that more. Yeah, that well, yeah. that does make a lot of sense if that's the direction they go with it. Mm -hmm. That, that would have been a cool detail to yeah. include 
this go round. Yeah, but we learned that Wolfwood loves kids. Uh, he started his own orphanage. His care for kids and youth. He was peaceful, but still thinks that there is no place worse than this planet that he's currently on. Mm-hmm. And that life is suffering and that he has to get by that hump. And this is like... This is the episode that got me into anime. I remember watching mm-hmm. this one really late night and really associating with the character of Wolfwood, mm-hmm. which is why he's like one of my tops. Well, no, perfectly understand. Like it, it's yeah. it is a it is a very well done dramatic scene for him. Mm-hmm. This is like a memorable thing. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so in the town of Ta- Tonim, Vash sees a message scrawled in bro- blood on the town square that simply says knives. Mm-hmm. So he knows his brother was up to no good. He shoots at it and Merrill reacts in fear. Nicholas is fixing up his bike. Both he and Vash are at ends until uh, after the murder of Zazi in the last episode, which is that kid that got blown away. Yeah, one of the gung-ho guns. Yeah, gung-ho gun. Uh, suddenly Wolfwood senses chapel, uh, constantly trying to grab an apple from him, and we get tons of religious imagery, which is, I guess, a common trope for every anime that I choose. Mm-hmm. It's got to have some sort of angel, demon, Bible reference, mm-hmm. etc., yeah, yeah. Was, but to its credit, if if these four final episodes had any kind of through line, it is like whether or not this planet is worth it. Yeah, like whether or not it can be a paradise, or whether or not that's a matter of perspective that like humans can you know turn it into. Because I I would say by the end of these four, you know, we get some positive signs that yeah, maybe they could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you mustn't hesitate, Nicholas. Kill him. Uh, don't drown in your path. The knives told Wolfwood to bring Vash to him in order to save his orphans. So, like, using the orphans as blackmail, we finally realize that Nicholas is part of the gung-ho guns, mm-hmm. in case you weren't aware of that mm-hmm. for, like, the past 12 episodes or so. Of course. That he is that. Uh, Wolfwood is now officially a gung-ho gun outside of town. A masked man with an extremely long gun <laughs> takes aim. And I was like, Dan's going to eat up this character design, but don't count on him saying a single line. Oh, Kane the long shot. Yeah. I said, Dan will buy the Figma, <laughs> but, but no one will know who that is need but a, me. Need a yeah. long shelf. <laughs> yeah. You'll need the whole shelf. I would only buy it if it came with that entire it's gonna, gun. It's gonna. <laughs> you know it's gonna. Like, why wouldn't it, Dan? It would be like a whole shelf's worth. I, they had yeah, to have done I, that. I liked it. It's they like they did. They probably have done that already with uh, Unit O One and the the plasma cannon or whatever. Mm. They could do it with with uh, Kane the long shot. So uh, why not? And this is Kane the long shot, an anime only member of the Gung Ho Guns. He replaces Livio the Double Fang as the last member of the gang in the okay. show. So a little bit of trivia for you. Uh, Wolfwood is instructed to deal with Vash to inherit Chapel's title. Um, I do like that, that he was raised by a guy named Chapel and he has like a whole biblical motif going on. Yes. But it's like the indoctrination of religion. It's a lot deeper than it seems. And this anime gives us little treats. Yeah. And, and then surprisingly, it ends up being the case that, that, that for whatever, what it's worth, like Chapel does kind of in an honorable way, at least care mm. that he has an apprentice, I mm. guess. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't know how many men he's killed, Dan, but... No, of course not. He's still a, still a bad guy, yeah. but... Yeah. Uh, without words, Vash and Wolfwood sense something is off with the other. Uh, Millie visits Wolfwood, and we get this repeat, reprieve from the inner turmoil that he's suffering. Uh, why haven't you said anything about Zazie? Uh, you were both. Millie doesn't know what she would have done in that situation. So we get, like, this interaction yeah. between the ship... Throughout the whole season. Yeah, because Vash and Wolfwood are still not on speaking terms okay. after 
the NBC's the slap. I think it was last mm-hmm. episode after. Well, no, uh, he killed the child. <laughs> no, no, I know, yeah, but yeah. then there was a standoff between him and mm-hmm. in in Vash and Wolfwood, where they were like, you know, you're you're clearly different than me, so we're not going to go any further. Yeah, uh, Millie doesn't know what she would have done in that situation, uh, and Vash has always had a rule that no one must die under any circumstances. And ordered to guide and protect Vash, but now he wanted to save Vash. He had no affirmative. So, like, Wolfwood is dealing with his own thing. Like, he would have killed Vash if I didn't kill this kid. Yes. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, Wolfwood weeps, and then Millie comforts him, and the two have canonical sex. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Even though it's like, hey, want to make me some tea? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the American But dome. they're not having tea. No, they're not. <laughs> they're having Grimace shakes, if you yeah. know what we're saying. So. Oh, I yeah. don't want to compare Grimace shakes <laughs> to that. Oh. You know, it had a slightly similar flavor to something. But <laughs> the, I've said too much. I've said too much. Put that, put that image in you. Plant that seed. So, uh, uh, Meryl wonders where Millie is. Vash doesn't know what to say to Wolfwood. Wolfwood and Millie have spent the night together. The next morning, Vash goes off to leave, but Wolfwood apologizes for hitting Vash. Uh, maybe there was a way out of killing Zazie, says Vash, and Wolfwood aims at Vash. We're going to settle things now. Yeah, we had started a gunfight before. We're going to finish it now. You remember that episode? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. But this is like seemingly, you know, a climax of the two of them. Like, Wolfwood's like, once and for all, you're pissing me off. Like, we're going to test your, your you know character here mm-hmm. and we're going to finish this yeah uh vash doesn't want to fight what do you intend to do when you find knives he still doesn't know uh that's how you chose to live uh wolfwood lowers his gun but both are being shot at by kane the long shot outside of town mm-hmm. who has an incredible aim with yes. that long gun he's a long shot yeah. <laughs> uh he isn't alone vash goes after kane and wolfwood after chapel who is in the same kind of town setup. Uh, tell me your real name. He still doesn't know it yet. They've said Vash the Stampede about yeah, 10 I'm, billion times. That's uh, another thing I point out in rewatching this. I'm guessing he's assuming that he, he has something besides that moniker, mm-hmm. but... By name? But, yeah. It's no. Vash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the name is irrelevant. Chapel reprimands Wolfwood with a dual-wielded crossgun. Pretty cool gunfight going on here. Yeah, a different type of cross gun, which yeah. was interesting to see. Uh, Meryl finds Millie crying as gunfire rages through the city. Wolfwood made Millie promise that she would stay safe during this and stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, they made a deeper connection than we might have thought initially. Uh, Vash is taking a jeep to the outskirts of the city to find Kane. Nicholas is led into a bar full of apples for religious imagery realism. Yes. And uh, alcohol spewed on the floor. He's yes. like, hmm, alcohol on the floor, what does this mean? <laughs> yeah, might have, uh, we, we wish he would have thought of that sooner, but... <laughs> uh, but Vash removes his coat, gets even hotter, and makes Kane feels like he's shot. Like, he yeah. leaves his coat behind in the car. Yeah, well, he creates, like, a diversion so that he could properly test out the, like, period of time in between Kane's shots, and in between two of the shots, like... Vash sneaks up on him and destroys his very long gun. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, Kane, like, just go home. You know, go this home. is it. You don't have any gun anymore. Mm-hmm. Just like, this is it. Uh, but Kane, seemingly, you know, knowing what's in store for him, if he retreats, uh, takes his own life. Yeah, these gung ho guns, they're off in themselves left, right, and center. Yeah. Or off in each other. But probably because they fear knives that much. So. <laughs> Uh, but uh, at that point, Chapel is still thinking before killing. Uh, Wolfwood and him are managing to have a shootout. Wolfwood escapes like the burning bar. Mm-hmm. 
and then they're aiming guns at each other yes like master and student going on here um chapel is still thinking he lowers his gun says i'm done um after wolfwood has shot him and then he takes chapel's apple yes chapel chapel's apple chapel's apple mm. and goes like oh you know that's whatever uh and then go with god's protection chapel aims at wolfwood we get another standoff and gunfire vash has buried kane and uh, sorry vash has buried kane and wolfwood who is bloodily walking through town so like at this point it, it's like wolfwood has killed chapel yes and vash has killed kane the long shot yeah they go through side by side in town vash is obviously even more affected he's like i killed a man or he killed himself in front of me yes and wolfwood is giving him like religious imagery like we have to keep going on despite that is it not edited in such a way so that we don't see blood from chapel until he yeah after that vash because it's like the well vash doesn't know that wolfwood's injured yeah so that's what i mean like it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like kept in suspense for a moment like do you think that wolfwood is going to get out of this is he okay but then we see that as he's walking he leaves a trail of blood behind him yeah as he goes to the town chapel to confess before he dies and this is the scene that got me into anime dan yeah congrats we've arrived finally not maduka not sailor moon mm-hmm but Trigun did it. Of course. In this one episode, I said, oh, we're going to take a preacher character, we're going to have him confess his sins before God, and, like, talk to God and then die on his own gun. Yeah, mm. and it's it's beautifully lit. It's, like, a really great little monologue. We get a lot of flashbacks. We get Creed singing Hallelujah in the background. He's like, you know, this world... I, I would like to think that if I'm reincarnated, I will enter into some kind of paradise or an Eden where I can, you know... Me and all the kids can live peacefully, yeah, but Millie, I can also Millie, live Merrill, and Vash with Vash and the gals, mm-hmm. and you know. But then he's like, "No, no, no! Actually, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. I still want to be here with all of them to yeah. see this through to the end." Yeah, I'm still alive. He's smoking a cigarette. He goes, "Ooh, the cigarette tastes good." Yeah, but he's finding himself too heavy, and then he passes away. Yeah, L- leaning up against the cross. The cross is like propping him up, or he's propping the cross up, or both. And he's just in the center of this pillar of light, yeah. alone in this church. Wolfwood asks God for his forgiveness and dies, and Millie and Merrill grieve. Yes. After learning about this. So episode 24, up next, Spongebob! Yes! <laughs> Sin! <laughs> uh, in a huge sci-fi base, which we'll never see again, Legato and Mid-Valley confront Chapel. Mid-Valley didn't like shooting Wolfwood, but Legato bends his body and snaps it. Yeah, so... Yeah, so Chapel, the evergreen, the old guy, was mm-hmm. expressing his, like, you know, discontent with how things played out. He was like, if anyone was going to take out his apprentice, it should have been him. It's not honorable. And when he voices that, Legato just, uh, my spines him and breaks yeah. him, so. Yeah. Why come here like an irrational wounded animal, asks Knives. The moment humans taste true fear, they act on instinct. A mouse will attack a cat <laughs> because the mouse seeks death then. Well, yeah, the mouse seeks a more instant death than getting eaten, I yeah. think, is the is the point of that. Yeah, and then Knives consumes Chapel's body in a dark void, never to be seen again. Yes. Why See, does he have this power? I, I mean, it's the same way that they animate his angel gun when mm. we get there. I, but it, I, I think I, you give it too much to this series, I, it, It's But it absorbs Chapel the Evergreen, mm. and he's gone. Yeah. Uh, taking his essence, Legato tells Knives he will end Vash, or at least make Vash know the definition of suffering. Yeah, eternal suffering. Yeah. 
in LR town, Vash is alone and buys a large bag of fresh donuts, which I thought the lady shit in for a second, because she's like, oh, I'll get you a bag of fresh donuts. Yeah, very snarky donut vendor. Yeah. Uh, seems to be doing well despite all the trauma. It's good to be alive. He hears the normal people going about their day happily. And then Vash begins crying while eating donuts. And I ask Dan, we've been there. Yes, certainly. <laughs> certainly we've had a bag of donuts. Yeah, my, Some my, of us have had three munchkins. <laughs> my preference for crying is duck donuts. Delicious. Uh, well, you've never brought any to me, so... We can go get some. We can yeah. get some. They are... You don't cry over any mint chip ice cream? You want to talk about a religious anime experience, go eat some duck donuts. That's, yeah. what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I know but... about Duck Dynasty, but no duck donuts. Yeah. Hmm. Someday. <laughs> Back in Tanim town uh millie and meryl are still grieving and i like that they give girls the girls the time to grieve during this yeah. like they need time to get over that they millie has refused to leave uh the town because uh wolfwood's cross gun is still there and she's talking to it as if it's a real person yeah so uh but we're showing vash leaving um when he left the village uh, meryl wants to know about vash's history uh, you have to stay here all to die, and at long last, Vash does expel everything about his brother. Uh, we assume Rem, his spatial upbringing. Yes, and and uh, Meryl is is clearly you know shocked, mm -hmm. and she lets him go on his way to to whatever he has to do. Yeah, and Millie says that she can handle things, and says that like you know Meryl should chase after that guy because he's still here. Yeah, and you know you should. Just do your best to help him out. Well, if you don't follow him, it could be the last time you ever see him. Yeah. Uh, Millie says one final goodbye to Nicholas's cross, which isn't the case, which I thought it was in this episode, because he, she does bring it along. Yes. We just never see it again. Uh, but some kids approach Vash in that village, asking him why he's crying. Oh, look, Mommy, that grown man's crying. Yeah, well, it's just two kids who are about to, like, start teasing him. Uh, but it quickly turns sinister. Yeah, because one of my friends left and Legato possesses the whole town. It's all Vash's fault. The possessed kid asks Vash to stop fighting. Or, you know, if you stop fighting, someone else is going to die. Yes, that's so. the, the main crux of this episode. Yeah. Uh, Vash was forced to kill Legato, uh, saying he will see Vash later. Uh, the whole town reawakens. And then we get Mid-Valley the Horn Freak. Remember him? We do, yeah. Yeah. Pressing on the keys of his uh, saxophone. Yeah, mid-journey, the AI freak. Yeah. <laughs> the sousamophone player. Yeah, and uh, to confront his Emmys, we get number 11, Mid-Valley the Horn Freak. The entire town learns that Vash is Vash the Stampede and leave it a panic. Vash versus Mid-Valley, he's using his saxophone. Uh, Mid-Valley is able to send out a concussive blast. Only you can enjoy the greatest sound that my horn can provide. Uh, you could have killed me easily now under Knives' direct orders. Yeah, so while Mid-Valley is sending out all of these, like, concussive blasts, obviously he could make short work of, of Vash if he wanted to, mm -hmm. but we, as far as we can tell, the setup here is that from a distance, because uh, Legato is up on a cliff nearby watching the town, and he is, like, controlling townspeople to walk into... Mid, mid valleys blasts mm -hmm. seemingly to keep forcing vash's hand like yeah. are you willing to kill mid valley to to save these people and vash keeps taking the third option of just tanking the hits from yeah. the saxophone yeah because he doesn't uh, want anyone to die yes uh meryl and millie are on their way uh stop brooding meryl like we get millie like oh you know you need to cheer up yeah because that's not going to do vash any good they run into a fleeing townsperson 
Vash tries to shoot Mid-Valley and manages to damage Mid-Valley's horn. My horn! <laughs> well, Boo! <laughs> well, using ricochets yeah. cleverly. He doesn't because the concussive blasts are enough to repel bullets, but not ones that are deflected. So the horn is busted. So. <laughs> but the horn is rigged to self-destruct, so Mid-Valley unalives himself. Well, I didn't know if it was if it was rigged to self-destruct. I think he knew. Well, no, he did know, yeah. but I think it was that his saxophone was also a secret gun, because this is Trigun, mm-hmm. but then it was so damaged that even Vash knew, like, if you try to fire that, it's going to blow up in your face. Yeah. And Mid-Valley's like, well, I already failed knives, and you know what that means. Mm-hmm. He takes his own life. Yeah. Uh, Legato waits for Vash. This is the clima- climax, no escaping death. Vash is firing without mercy or hesitation. It's like, well, the god was like on this hill. Yeah. He's like talking to Vash, like, do you care, Vash, the stampede? And like, he fires a gun at him. And it's one of the first times he interrupts the monologue. Yeah. Like, Legato doesn't get to finish his whole thing before Vash starts firing. Do you firing. hate me, Dan? Do you find me pleasing? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, things won't end that easily. Legato transforms Vash's arms into the angel arm, but thinking on Meryl Millie, um... Uh, and all his friends wolfwood and that one girl we saw in his like rehabilitation episode yes that he's able to like channel the angel arm back into his regular arm yeah so he has some control over it now yeah but then we learned that uh legato is mind controlling the townspeople to turn against vash uh killing me won't bother me vash knives is waiting for you shoot me uh, Vash cannot, and then he has Meryl and Millie as hostages, and the townsfolk zombies are, like, ready to, like, kill them. Yes, giving Vash this ultimatum, like, yeah. you can just kill me? An ultimato, as we say. And, like, I don't, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't care about dying, but you'll care about killing me, yeah. or your friends will die, and then you'll die at the hands of these townspeople. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, if you want to get to knives, that's what you have to do if you want to survive this. Because I, I don't know if we if we mentioned it, but the previous episode establishes that uh, Knives is in Dimitri. Mm-hmm. So Knives, you know, finally has a location. Uh, yeah. But he's got to get past this. Yeah, kill me, this wall end. Choose of your own free will. No faith in humanity. Rem was worthless. As are your human ideals. No one has the right to take another life. So we get, like, this whole... This yeah. theme that's dropping the whole time. And Vash thinks on Rem. Vash shoots Legato. And the goal was to make Vash suffer and in eternal pain. And Knives laughs. Yeah. So like, oh, that was the plan. That. Yeah. You really fucked up his day. Ye, certainly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, episode 25, Live Through. Rem calls out to Vash, awakening bruise, but breathing from a heavy sleep. Uh, he remembers what he has been through, the death of Wolfwood, the killing of Legato, and Millie and Meryl at death's door. Uh, what have I become? Meryl enters the room and finds Vash awake. No questions asked. A small village who let them all stay there just to care for Vash. Yes. So we get, like, humanity's kindness, despite seeing the otherwise throughout the series. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Vash has been asleep for ten days. Meryl offs Vash, offers Vash some soup that instantly cooks. Mm-hmm. Another anime, you know... The good Campbell stuff. To to point out. Uh, But she says she will be back later. Doesn't want anything to be awkward. But she hears Vash weep and scream in the... Like, in the hallway. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. He's, Vash is, is, is having trouble dealing with this because he, you know, he broke his one rule, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So, Meryl is walking through the street, talking to the concerned townsfolk. A giant boulder nearly crushes the pair. Just Millie helping to unblock the well, a la Zelda. Mm-hmm. 
Millie is working to give Meryl daily wages, but working Millie is avoiding thinking about her own problems. So, yeah. like, maybe she took on that work to avoid not discussing... Wolfwood. Wolfwood. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's splurge on dinner tonight. This place reminds Millie of home, of family. Uh, the pair see Vash contemplating above the town. Uh, he knows Knives is out there, doesn't know if he wants revenge. He feels no different now, having killed Bogato, and he apologizes to Rem that now he's a sinner who has taken life. And it's a very heavy little moment, because yeah. we kind of get why this is weighing on on uh, Vash so much, is he's like, I now even if I met Rem in another life, mm-hmm. or if I meet Knives again, I'm not worthy to face any of them, because I'm I'm no better. I'm no better than Knives, and I have sinned so horribly that if I meet Rem in the next world, you know, she'll probably hate me yeah. for what I've I've become. Yeah, uh, but he apologizes to her. Vash has to go see Rem, not making sense. Uh, have to go where Rem is, manic and panicked. Uh, they have to find another way. So, like, Meryl shows up and she's singing, like, Rem's song mm-hmm. while they're watching the stars. But then he's like, oh, I have to find her. Yes. And passes out. Um, maybe Meryl and Millie shouldn't have followed Vash. That's the ideas that they're kind of throwing around. The only reason you follow Vash is because you care about him, says Millie. Yeah, and we kind of know that Knives' whole plan would have, you know, taken effect by this point anyway, so we know that they don't need to worry. Uh, Never shirk matters the heart. Millie and Meryl work hard. Time passes and all of Vash is still depressed. Uh, Life goes on. Meryl and Millie leave Vash at home one day. He is scratched by the cat that we see every episode, mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, an animal doesn't even love me. And he overhears townsfolk talking about mass disappearances, a war zone, and danger around every corner. Uh, that this is the only peaceful town left, and one of the men who arrive in town to make a delivery freak out at seeing Vash and say, that's the guy. Yeah. Uh, Vash sings that old stable oh apparently that's this night uh, Vash sings that old stable song stargazing and Meryl joins in as well uh, and then we get like children of the pebble is the the name of the song they've mm-hmm. been singing uh, compose a waltz Meryl tells Vash that he could stay here as long as he likes uh, might not be a bad idea the next day Millie is concerned all the townsfolk have discovered Vash is Vash the stampede and turn against him uh, they only ask that he leave uh, and we only don't want to die. And I, I mean, as traumatic as it is for Vash, I really liked this kind of bringing the whole series full circle with mm. this stuff, like the reputation that's been built up around Vash the entire time. Because Vash has done no bad. He hasn't, but yeah. he has been blamed for it. And He's this, not a like, bad guy, Ralph. Hammers it home. Like, mm-hmm. this is like, these people live in mortal fear of him because seeing him signals that your whole family is in danger mm-hmm. your town is in danger everything is is in danger so yeah. it's uh, interesting they are plotting to kill vash already dragging him from the back of a speeding car for justice vash is silent no excuses and like even the townsfolk ask like could this be him i don't know i thought he would fight back more but vash admits that he is vash the stampede mm-hmm. yeah i'm nothing but a killer and then one guy is like, you know, you killed Steven, whoever Steven is. I, I think it's his son, because yeah. he says, like, he really uh, hinges on you've you've let people's, like, you know, family die, you let their children die, and then that's where he, mm-hmm. so I'm assuming it's that. But Yeah, but he's like, you know, if you're gonna die, die like a man and smile. Smile, yeah. Dan! Yeah, he he wants him to, like... I'm assuming it's, like, one of those things where it's like, I want you to be the villain that I think you are mm-hmm. as I kill you. Yeah. So. 
But Meryl steps in and goes like, I don't know, I've been following this guy for a while. He's done some bad things, but he knows how to live. Yes. And he knows how to protect others. He's not the guy you're looking for. He's trying to learn. And no one has the right to take another life of the other. This is Rem's exact, like, speech. She's in, like, the Rem pose. And Mm -hmm. Vash is like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, maybe humanity deserves to live on again. Everyone deserves a future. Vash sees Rem in uh, Meryl. Meryl approaches in the same Rem pose, as I said. And the cycle of pain has to end. She ends the confrontation without anyone losing their lives. She grabs the gun, which we could assume that Rem would have done. Yes. If given the time and opportunity. Well, she had done on the spaceship. Well, she almost did, but then he got sucked out the air vent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was recreating that scene, but with a happier ending. Yeah. Uh, Millie says that they're only doing what Vash would have done. It's what Wolfwood would have wanted. And Vash has a breakthrough. The answer he has been searching for, a great day. He finally puts the pieces together that Rem is like, take care of knives. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Take care of knives. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, but Vash shaves and puts on his jacket, symbolizing the geranium, which Rem loves so much, the mm-hmm. red flower of rebirth. Uh, he picks up his gum and is ready to make for him. Uh, Meryl is waiting outside to see Vash off. He says that he'll be okay. He'll see you later. And Meryl wishes him good luck. Uh, thank you. Millie gives Vash Wolfwood's cross gun. Which is pretty heavy, but that's because it's full of mercy, Dan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Vash is off. Which pays off. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it does. Uh, Vash is off on his final mission. Meryl cries. Meryl couldn't say anything. And Millie is like, you didn't need to. He got the Mm -hmm. gist of it. And then Vash finally understands. (laughs) Take care of knives. Save knives. Yeah. Mm. Whatever that entails. Yeah, I could do that. And episode 26, the final episode of Trigon, Under the Sky, so blue. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vash is alone, walking through the desert with Wolfwood's Cross, arriving at a geosphere, a literal Eden with knives waiting for him, sipping wine and relatively calm. Saying, welcome, brother. Wearing a Metroid bodysuit. Yeah, that Metroid bodysuit we're going to get to. So this is another flashback episode, mostly for the brothers to see what they've been through. Mm-hmm. Uh, flashback to 130 years ago with the Paris kids foreboding um, when they first crash landed on Gunsmoke. Knives killed them all. Only a fraction of seeds will survive. Knives suggest that they move on. Knives doubts anyone could survive here. And Vash thinks that it will be fine for them uh, with the plants that humanity will find a way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, leeching off our friends, huh? Vash thinks about killing knives in his sleep with a rock, but cannot do it. So we get like this whole, I've never had a brother, Dan. Well, <laughs> well, my brother and I have never been <clears throat> stranded alone on a desert planet mm-hmm. with super weapons. You wouldn't raise a rock over uh, someone's head? But I'm assuming this is all about like the Cain and Abel symbolism. Yes. That, like, but Vash can't bring himself to do that. And it's one of those things like, oh, well, if Vash had brought himself to do that, would it have spared people suffering? But... But no, Vash would not never have done that. Yeah. So. And Knives cares for Vash, just not humans. The seed survivors are squeaking by, fighting over water, and Knives almost calls the plant to explode, but no longer tools that they may use by humans. Um, Vash calms it down. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very interesting little scene. Mm. Like, the, a guy shoves his way and starts, like, uh, like this, this... Demanding water. Yeah, this, this water. huge brawl over the water, and... <laughs> You know, Knives is like, ah, disgusting creatures, and he's about to kill them all, mm-hmm. um, but Vash stops, so we kind of get the vibe of what Knives is willing to do here. Yeah. 
Uh, ten years later, Vash and Knives are adults. They find a wreckage of a siege ship. Uh, Knives leaves Vash alone for an entire year. Yes. Saying, like, I'm going to go find something that's missing. Just stay here. Yeah. And Vash does. <laughs> yeah. Because he's, he's lonely. And I guess in some way he's, like, he doesn't want to be able to survive yet without his brother. Mm-hmm. When Knives returns, he has created new siblings, a pair of guns that are capable of utter destruction. Yes. These are the angel guns. Uh, we're going to use them to destroy humanity. Vash tries to stop Knives. It's been 15 years, Vash. Get over it. Like, we're going to use these to limit the human race. We're going to make our own Eden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, Vash shoots Knives in the leg. You shot me! <laughs> you shot me again! And Knives is is shocked. He's yeah, he's like, like, he's never experienced pain before. He's never experienced pain, and he's like... In his own inhuman way, he did see Vash as a as his brother and love him, and it's like, oh, oh, the, an angel can't shoot another angel. Like that's you know mm-hmm. horrific what you've done. But yeah. but but knives is shook. Yeah, and so. Vash steals the other gun and runs off. Yes, it's like you're not gonna find me. Uh, Vash passes out in the desert. Is discovered by the crew, the flying seed ship that we saw in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Head of all age. Um, he experiences life on Gunsmoke, barely aging for 80 years. Uh, eventually he finds a man in July who is related to Rem, thus mm-hmm. bringing him to the city of July, wanting to reach out on that connection. And then, um, the scene that has a briefly flashback throughout the series, Knife beats Vash to the man and kills him. It's yes. like, you know, that's your last connection to Rem, gone. Yeah. So now it's time to move on from yeah. this. Um, your scars will never regenerate. Still, Vash believes that humans have the right to live. Knives approaches an injured Vash and causes his gun to merge with Vash's, creating the angel arm and wiping July off the map. Are you going to shoot me again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. You're going to do it again? Stop making jokes about water. <laughs> uh, oh, the truth comes out, huh, Dan? <laughs> Interesting to know. You would really kill me. What over are you going to do? Shoot me? <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? Uh, Knives is regenerating and gathered the gung ho guns with the intent of making Vash suffer. So these gung ho guns, we don't know why he j- they join him. Yeah. They just do. They see his hot bot in the tank and they're like, it's fine. Well, and it would be interesting to get development, but I guess we can just assume that Legato gathered them yeah. as, like, oh, this man is a living god. We're yeah. going to follow him. Yeah. So uh, they succeeded, were but we're all killed in the process. We get flashbacks of them all, and it's like, oh, the the studio's running out of budget. Let's show them yes. the previous gung ho gun deaths, so they know. Uh, but back in the present, did you have fun, dear brother? And it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, Vash is, is like yeah. happily answers. Yeah, it was yeah. the best choice. And then Vash aims at knives first. Like, let's get this shit started. Mm-hmm. We need to end this. Uh, the duel's on. They're both using their speed and cunning. Vash with strings, a la Gung Ho Guns and, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. My favorite character. Well, mine's Neon Wo- guy. Wolf. Wolfwood. Wolfwood. <laughs> ah! Yeah, mine's Neon Shining Evangelion or whatever his <laughs> name is. I should have known. Uh, but And Knives is throwing bullets, both disarm one another at points, and it's a quite tense fight that's beautifully animated. It's like, oh, a good fight. They are, and they are, to emphasize, they are completely evenly matched. Like, yep. they are mere opposites of one another, and they seem 
both to be shocked. Like, I, I can't outdo this guy because we are the same. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Both reload, chamber's empty, knife shoots Vash to the shoulder, and preps his own angel arm, which grows wings, and Devon's like, uh-oh. Yeah, it's a Final Fantasy weapon. Yeah. Uh, you or are a playing... Kirby weapon, technically. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this could happen in the Kirby universe. And then Knives says to Vash, you are a plant, Vash. Yeah. Like, accept that. You're not a human. And while it's not an in-depth explanation, that does make a lot of things make sense. Why yeah. they can communicate with the plants, mm-hmm. why, why the Why they crew... see the images in the plants. Yes, why the crew talked about them as if they were alien life forms mm-hmm. and such. So it, it does... It does bring things home in a very quick fashion yeah uh vash doesn't feel this we get some yin yang imagery as they both shoot their guns at one another Mm -hmm. and we get the black and white circling each other but vash is out of bullets knives shoots vash multiple times knives gets both guns and then transforms his angel arms ready to deal the finishing blow but vash hears wolfwood yeah it's buried right next to you. Get get the retrie- retrieve the buried cross gun. <laughs> yeah, and then Vash does so, fires on knives, and then shoots him again, 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 again. Giving him non-fatal wounds through all of his limbs. limbs. Yeah. Um, but, but knives only manages to graze Vash's cheek. Yeah, but he is defeated. Um, <laughs> and Vash is, like, standing over him, ready to finish him off, but he tells knives that he will survive. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Hmm. But back in the small town, Meryl and Millie react to the well-being uh, unblocked and discovery of the water. Um, all uh, Vash, so like, I wonder how Vash is doing. Yeah. But the town is saved. And it's one of the it's one of the most positive little things we've seen happen in a yeah, town a good, in this game. A good ending to an yeah. anime. It's it's like wow. this is you know this little desert town. They found water by digging far enough. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe this town, this 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 planet is livable. There's yeah. hope. Yeah, and not only that, but in the distance, in our post-credit scene, we'd see that Vash is bringing home knives to rehabilitate. Yeah, be like, you know, humans aren't so bad. They're gonna raise you again. Yeah. He hasn't killed anyone. He did good. Exactly. He did well. And 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 it ends on on that with yeah. a new start. Yeah, and he's gonna look to his own words to guidance, not Rem's. Yes, because Rem debatable. As we saw. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I hate to end the series on that way, but she was with one well, mindset. Well, yes, but that, I mean, it was important for Vash to realize that, like, he has to be his own person. He yeah. can't, like, live for the legacy of someone else. He yeah. has to be his own guy. So did I end on a happy anime series for once? But you did. That yeah. hasn't happened in a long time. No, no Madoka existential yeah, dread. Nothing. Yeah. I'm going to have to balance this out with my next big pick. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) You'll cry yet, Daniel Ryan. Those tears are a well that is blocked, I can assure you. Mm -hmm. But before we get there, Dan, what did you think of Trigon in whole? I loved it. I I don't know if, I mean, if any anime fans out there have not watched Trigon, wholeheartedly recommend it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it's a classic at this point. It is one of the staples of the Toonami block that we so often dip into. Um and this this might be the most controversial thing I'll say. Hmm. I am not a huge fan of westerns. What? I I am oh, not I'll a, be exploring this then. I am not a huge fan of this of the genre except when it's done like this. Hmm. Like I would say that things like this that take this approach or even things that take shades from it like uh like Cowboy Bebop and yeah. I guess to to a certain extent Outlaw Star take cues from it. Mm-hmm. But 
I really like it when it's done like this, when it's kept, like, character-driven, and there's just enough of that sci-fi edge to it so that weird things can happen. Mm. Uh, that is my ideal for this type of setting. Oh. So I, you know, that kind of boosts my recommendation somewhat. So if you are a listener with a similar mindset, uh, don't let that dissuade you from checking out this I anime. I mean, I love westerns, soon to be explored. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually to be explored, I should say. But, oh, I wonder uh, how. Yeah. <laughs> There's something going on. There's something brewing behind the scenes. But uh, I love this anime. I think watching it even more, I pointed out a few flaws. I think the story doesn't hold up as well as it should. Mm-hmm. But remembering that the animation studio was running out of budget during yes. this definitely helps. I do love the main characters. Their design, their conception, their emotion that they're feeling throughout it. So yeah. I'm glad that I chose this. And, uh, you know, my first pizza party preview was done. Well, <laughs> mine, uh, mm. well, technically, mm. this is debatable. This is this is one of those grimace canon issues. Yeah, I don't know uh, about that. I had already promised to start Stardust Crusaders when the pizza party preview mm. was in effect. Yeah. But one pizza party preview will be approaching soon mixed in with Stardust Crusaders. Because I don't want to leave people hanging with that. Very and I don't want to leave you hanging, my yeah. co-host. Mm. Unless you push me too far, then... No? You're going to shoot at me again? Show me again? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't dare. Chocolate, chocolate, heck? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so, I guess we're going to... We'll be signing off. we got a few things to tease. You guess? <laughs> yeah, we will. A few things to tease. Yeah, we've uh, got some special surprises. But where can our audience reach us if they want to? Well, you can find me, Jonathan Kakowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and the TikTok, and find me on Drink and Read JK on the Twitter, if Twitter is still active. I don't know at this point. And <laughs> then, send it in Morse code. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it will expend your 600 tweet limit of the day or whatever, but uh, you can find me also with my other podcasts, uh, Nightcaps at the Theater and Drink and Read, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at King underscore Dennis. Uh, as well as our Anime Was Not a Mistake uh, podcast, Instagram, and Facebook accounts. But Dan, you've got a special idea to be teased somewhere in the timeline. Yes. We don't know if it's going to be directly after this episode. Yes. Um, first and foremost, for the next anime-based episode... Yes. Um, All right. Well, we're doing the split timeline. Yeah, we're staying... The hero was saved or the hero was killed. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, yeah. Or, or he went back to chill. Yeah, I don't know um, about that. But we are... Uh, we're going to be... Keeping with Toonami, and we're going to be entering the home stretch of an anime that has had a very sporadic series of appearances on this mm. podcast. We are going to be returning to Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Oh, wow. We only got a handful of episodes yeah. in the final arc left. So if you want something finished, it's going to be finished. But <laughs> Good. But in all seriousness, it was actually the Fatal Fury things that we had watched last week like i'm in the mood for some torny stuff okay uh i i want to bring yeah, god G forbid Gundam there was back. any action that was happening in that final fury well, no exactly yeah. but i i can more so promise that there will be action delivered because g gundam always delivers mm. but i kind of want to clear that uh before we move into a mix of the pizza party preview mm, yes. and of course stardust crusaders always saving your ass dan I, I, I'm an expert at it. I know how to survive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I know how to live decently. But we also have something special planned. Yeah. It might go up immediately after this or uh, after our next series of anime episodes. Uh, but we are going to be dabbling in film. 
Wow, yeah. <laughs> Phil. What's but not, that? But not bad, Phil. No, 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 no. Yeah, we have uh, decided that since we we both have kind of a stock of good movies that we'd like to watch, um, instead of trying to force them into Sinister Six, <laughs> yeah. which obviously has the connotation of being plucked from a trash bin. Yeah. Uh, from a hot summer day, uh, we, we don't want to give them that connotation anymore. No. So Sinister Six will... Continue. Is, continues. Of course. I would never let it die. But if anything, empowered. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we don't have to put good movies no. in the Sinister Six pod anymore. And instead, we'll be watching them on a little thing called Good Movie Podcast, question mark. Good Movie Podcast? <laughs> exactly, yeah. After Mad Monster Party. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Only the true beauties will know. Something that, that <laughs> redefines cinema as we knew it <laughs> and changed our lives forever, uh, you know, irreparably. But we do hope you'll check it out. We're starting with a mutual favorite of ours to kind of get the ball rolling. <laughs> I mean, well, I would hope. I'll save that for later. I would hope, but, uh, you know, we're starting with a mutually accepted as yeah. good movie. On the verge. Uh, that we that we thought was the most sensible choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you know uh, what, what can I say? You gotta, gotta, gotta maybe take some time off from school. The, yeah, work. Maybe close up the bar Call in six, say there's a shark in the water, baby. You gotta... Get out of the water. Maybe search for a little medallion, but make sure that oh. you check both sides of it uh, before you start digging for treasure. Well, I'm going to paint some eyes on my eyelids, and that's all I know. Why so. did it have to be shakes? Mm. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weave horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.